Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Good morning, Soho Radio. It's Marnie and I am with you for the next hour with another episode or show of 21st Century Greats. It is Thursday the 13th of August. My God, how is it the middle of August? We started these before, well, I guess like the first or second week of lockdown. Um, Anyway, I'll be with you for the next hour and you can come and say hi to me on Instagram or Twitter at LifeOnMarns, M-A-R-N-Z. This week's album is one that has been on the list since I started doing this series and it's taken me a minute to get round to it, but it feels like, um, it kind of feels like the perfect time to do this album in some ways. It's as sort of late summer approaches and also off the back of some, well, I guess it's kind of tabloid news, but very much relates to this album and its uh, creation. But uh, if you don't know, every other week I host a show on the music channel at this time called Soho Rodeo, which is a sort of country Americana, Nashville-based show. And so I think this record has been a long time coming. If you listen to that show, you'll know I play a lot of songs from this album over on Soho Rodeo. So this week we are going into the third studio album by Casey Musgraves, Golden Hour, which was released on March 30th, 2018, which doesn't feel that long ago. I feel like that's the only record out of the ones we've gone through that doesn't feel like it was released, you know, 15 years ago, or felt like it was released 15 years ago. Anyway, March 30th, 2018, um, I remember this album launching because it was right around the time that C2C comes to London, which is a sort of British-based uh, and well, they have shows in Dublin, Glasgow, and uh, London. And C2C is country to country, and it's where all the sort of big country stars come over and play shows in the UK. And it's um, kind of strange situation. You sort of go head over to Wembley or something, and you'll find all these people from like Hull in a Stetson and cowboy boots. Um, not, my, just Hull. not just Hull. They come from Yorkshire, <laughs> Leeds. Manor House, if you're my mum. <laughs> um, a lot of fringing going on in the fashion, in the sartorial department. Um, but anyway, so I remember that happens in March and this album came out in March and there was sort of um, Casey's face on buses around London, which felt like a really strange moment having followed her career since the first record to see her kind of scaling those heights. So for those of you who don't know, Casey Musgraves is a... Texan country artist. Uh, she had her first album, Same Trailer, Different Park, followed by pageant material, followed by Golden Hour. She is a very, very interesting country artist, probably the most important one coming out of Nashville for the last... How many years? 20 years? 30 years? I mean, in my opinion, probably in the last 50 years 
in terms of you know the canon of country music Casey is a proper proper legend um 21st century great hey there we are I knew there was a reason why this show had a title um but she is um a songwriter she started out in Nashville as a songwriter moved from East Texas where she'd grown up sort of doing uh western swing uh country fairs and things she moved to Nashville had a bit of success as a songwriter and then had a little collection of songs that were ones she didn't want to give away to other artists and ended up launching her own artist career same trailer, different park, uh, had the single Follow Your Arrow. First song I heard off of that was Merry Go Round, but it's where she sort of really found her niche as this kind of wordplay, storyteller, slightly cynical, very different voice in country music. She got banned from country radio for singing about weed and homosexuals and um, sort of... <laughs> I'm glad you're laughing at that because I wasn't genuinely uncomfortable about saying homosexuals. Um, I was being tongue-in-cheek. Um, but anyway, so she brought that record out and it won her some Grammys. And she sort of had this strange career where she was um, gaining traction and audiences in places like London and other cities in the States. But Nashville were not welcoming her, Nashville radio anyway. Then she brought out pageant material, which sort of... Um, was, I guess, a little more kitsch. She sort of really played into that kind of Western swing. She had, like, cactuses, cacti on stage with her. She wore a Stetson and cowboy boots and sort of really played up that um, sort of golden golden era of country music look. Then she went away, having played the Royal Albert Hall in London, sort of grown as an international artist, but not sort of any household name. Um, and then she went away broke up with her boyfriend who had been in her band and went to the Bluebird Cafe one night, saw a guy called Rustin Kelly, who, again, if you listen to Soho Rodeo, you'll be familiar with him, and she fell in love and ended up getting married to Rustin Kelly and wrote the entirety of this record during the period of time where they got together and um, the whole album sort of follows that arc. The only song that sticks out in terms of narrative is Space Cowboy, which she won a Grammy for and is probably my favourite song on the album which is written about a breakup. So narratively speaking, that one sits pre-Rustin Kelly. Um, but very sadly, they have announced their divorce, but remain um, completely and publicly kind and respectful towards each other. But it's very sad and it makes it sort of bittersweet to listen back to this album, um, knowing that that, um, that star burnt out. Um, so she recorded it with Ian Fitchuk, uh, Ian Fitchuk and Daniel Tashian in Nashville at Cheryl Crow's um, studios. And the album saw her really, really become a star, much more than a sort of, oh, there's this cool girl who does these country songs. She went on to tour with Harry Styles. She won four Grammys for the album, including Gram uh, Grammy for Album of the Year. She went on to host... Uh, an award at the Oscars she went to the Met Gala like her star went way beyond anything that I think anyone had imagined it would I think there was a sort of mood in Nashville that she uh sorry am I talking for too long um am I sorry I've got a lot to say about this um yeah, there was a sort of attitude in Nashville that Casey wasn't really happening and that the second album hadn't done much. And so Golden Hour is really the peak of her career and it is a 21st century great. So I'm going to shut up and get started with the first song, which is Slow Burn, which is beautiful. And um, if you are interested in dropping about $100 on merchandise, she has released a scented candle with a beautiful lighter.
which is the slow burn candle. So anyway, in we go. Let's get on with some music. Um, I hope you enjoy. Uh, you enjoy Golden Hour. This is slow burn. figured out yet that song is called lonely weekend (laughs) and much like slow burn she has merchandise that revolves around that song she's got a kind of lonely weekend starter kit where you can do a jigsaw puzzle um tie dyeing i think the casey musgraves coloring book is included very quarantine um appropriate so the next song is butterflies butterflies it doesn't sound um magical when I say it does it um which was the first single of this album it was a joint release with um Space Cowboy and this is just a beautiful um love song the whole album is really other than Space Cowboy um a tremendous uh middle finger to the idea that the best songs are songs about heartbreak um and sadness it glows and you know Casey was known for her sort of political uh views and putting those views into her songs and when this album came out we'd had two years of a Trump presidency you know the world was becoming more and more divided and I think there was an expectation that Casey would come out with kind of you know the country American idiot of the 21st century but instead she decided to completely look away from human politics and instead look at the world as a sort of more um you know, uh, with a more natural approach, a sort of philosophy towards nature and healing and, you know, um, living beyond the terrors and the horrors that, you know, just seem to have plagued our news cycle, particularly in the last four or five years. So um, Golden Hour is a sort of tribute to Mother Earth and Mother Nature and Butterflies is one of the first songs where she really sort of name checks nature in that way. After that, we're going to have Oh What a World, which she re-released during quarantine for Earth Day. And then we're going to have Mother, which is a beautiful, very short song, but she released it on American Mother's Day, I think in 2019, um, and did a like really beautiful video with her own mother, Karen, who is a visual artist who lives back in her hometown which is called golden so the album title sort of sits on many different levels but anyway this is butterflies That is such a beautiful moment on this album. Um, I think it was Mother and Slow Burn that she said she wrote after taking LSD, which was sort of this slightly overly documented um, element of the creative process of this album. I sort of got the sense towards the end she was over people being like, this is the LSD country album. Um, But Mother was written after an LSD trip, um, which is very beautiful and reminds me of when I sent it to my own mother and I was like hey, you should listen to this song. Like, I I think you'd really love it. She she just texts me back like, why? (laughs) I'm like, 
You're my fucking mum. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> um, the next song we have is Love is a Wild Thing. Um, my sister got married last year and asked me to sing at her wedding and this was one of the songs along with Butterflies that... I sang um, this album is such a go-to if you need a song for a wedding or some kind of positive event in the coming months this is the album to uh, sift through Love is a Wild Thing is so beautiful the sort of the there's a lot to talk about on Golden Hour the production side is profoundly interesting the vocoder that you hear on Oh What a World the kind of um, slightly techie or um, psychedelic elements is what I'm looking for that sort of sonic texture that they found um, is very, you know, was very um, much a departure for Casey and marks this album out in many ways. But the songwriting, the classic kind of craft behind it um, is just so present throughout all the songs. And on Love is a Wild Thing, the middle eight where she does that, oh, I used to be scared of the wilderness. And she does the first two lines on like a step up uh, melodic step up from each other and then stays on one anyway you'll know what I'm talking about when it gets to it but it's just a beautiful beautiful um classic um moment of songwriting and then after that we've got Space Cowboy which is was that I think the well Butterflies and Space Cowboy came out at the same time and I didn't immediately click with Butterflies but Space Cowboy I was like hot damn she has really really written a perfect song here so I hope you like these two song that is a triumph of a song genius idea she said that she came up with the concept when she was out at the stables looking after her own horse and I don't know if it was her horse or another horse but it was kind of like bucking in the ring and she said to the woman who uh, helps her look after her horse she was like you know he's he's coming he's gonna run he's gonna run at the gate in case he was standing behind the gate and the woman went like you know get out of the way um you know if a horse is gonna run he's gonna run and Casey was like noted <laughs> um but i feel like on that on that song you got a real um sense of what the album was going to become so butterflies gave you this kind of joy and um you know just wallowing in the sunlight that life sometimes has to offer and then space cowboy gave the sort of vocoder hints uh the key change the kind of sense of mysticalness uh mysticism and it's got beautiful beautiful video um so do check that out if you haven't seen it before next up we are sort of into the second half of the album now and we come to happy and sad which was again a bit of a grower for me but all of casey's uh merch for this album sort of revolve around this song um, with the sort of smiley face with the teardrop. Um, so we've got Happy and Sad and then I'm going to play Velvet Elvis, um, which is one of the more fun, slightly campy kitsch songs, um, which again, I didn't immediately love, but upon seeing it live, I was like, yeah, there's a place for this song on this record where everything else might be a bit sort of slow, might be a bit of a slow burn. You know, you need a song like Velvet Elvis to kind of just um, push things along. And then I'm going to skip 
Wonder Woman. Sort of get a little run of like more up tempo songs from tracks nine to eleven, but I'm going to skip Wonder Woman. It does the least for me on this album. Give me a bit more time to chat to you guys, um, but then I'll come back in to talk to you about one of the most important tracks. That is track eleven. But for now, we have Happy and Sad and Velvet Elvis. It's not you. It's the glow of the party, the way that you've got me. That makes me want to get a hairbrush out and stand in front of my bedroom mirror and sang along. Um, she wrote that song with Natalie Hemby and Luke Dick, who coincidentally this week are sat at number one with Miranda Lambert on the country charts. So her rodeo and 21st century greats all looping together. Um, yeah, so Velvet Elvis, Happy and Sad. Uh, like, this show... Obviously, I pick albums that I really love. I pick albums that I've spent a lot of time with and ones that I, you know, sort of would question people if they didn't uh, think were brilliant. Um, but when we're doing this show, I really sit and go like, fuck, this is a really good album. Um, and looking through the track listing on Golden Hour and sort of seeing the journey the record takes and the different swings and upturns, like let alone sort of in contrast to what she'd historically done and how brave it was for her to make something so creatively bold and ambitious. Um, the songs are just brilliant. They're just so good. Um, which leads me on to the final single from Golden Hour, which is High Horse. Um, so High Horse is like a 70s disco gay pop song that's, I don't know, man, like if... Uh, Ennis and what's his name from Breakback Mountain had gone on to be able to live their lives together I reckon they'd have loved this tune it's like Breakback Mountain gay pop um, but it's a weird song when I first heard it I was like oh no this is so awkward this is like not working and then a couple of listens live show or two later and I'm like this is genius um, so it sort of that country disco thing which I guess Miley Cyrus and Mark Ronson had done um, on Nothing Breaks Like a Heart and I remember reading a thing where Mark Ronson had asked Casey to come and be involved in a song and I wonder if it was Nothing Breaks Like a Heart that he had in mind for her um, or I'm not sure if it was after that but anyway High Horse is this sort of glittering cowboy disco song dance floor Saturday Night Fever lyrics including I think you should giddy up giddy up um or why don't you giddy up, giddy up? Um, and it's, you know, she sort of winkingly said, oh, it's about a certain politician we all know, or, you know, I think we all know people who show up and ruin the party or think they're better than anyone really thinks believes them to be. Um, so it is a real, real highlight of the Golden, uh, Golden Hour shows. You know, when she's played them live, I was, saw her play in York in the UK and then was very lucky to see her play um, the Ryman in Nashville on this tour and High Horse is just like a real moment it's the closer she has these big inflatable beach balls that she kicks out into the crowd it's like it's the pop moment it's Gloria Gaynor in chaps um, so this is High Horse <laughs> 